Hello and welcome to this wonderful interview with a lady who deserves a great deal of attention at the moment. Somebody who has been a resident of Bali for many years and, and who has made her mark not only on the hospitality industry through her restaurants Casa Luna Hindus and her guest house, the honeymoon guest house, which sounds just wonderful. I've never had the chance to stay there. For, my honeymoon was too long ago. This is a lady who dedicated herself to helping Bali after the Bali bombings and is now uh, continuing to dedicate herself to the future of Bali through her now worldwide known Ubud Writers and Readers Festival. She started the uh, Writers Festival, Writers and Readers Festival, as a response to the Bali bombings uh, to try and rekindle international interest through a, a particular market. Uh, while Bali itself doesn't have a literary reputation, more of a reputation for art, culture, tourism, nature, she managed to grow it from its very uh, small beginnings to something which has got recognition worldwide. Congratulations to Janet Deneef, the founder and director of the Ubud Writers and Readers Festival. Uh, you have managed to keep it going for another year, Janet. Tell us all about it. How are you still managing to keep going? Thank you, Alistair, for such a lovely uh, introduction. You're more than welcome to stay at the honeymoon guest house and you don't have to be on a honeymoon, okay? Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad to hear that. It's too late. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we started the festival um, in response to the Bali bombings uh, all those years ago. Uh, and the aim, again, was to boost the economy and to boost the faded spirits of the people. And of course, uh, as you say, we started very small, very humble beginnings, and it has grown and grown and grown, as we all know, and become something incredibly exciting and of great economic value to Ubud and Bali. And uh, an extraordinary uh, networking kind of meeting place for all sorts of writers and artists, etc. So, um, it's, it's been a wonderful journey. And of course, now uh, with COVID, we're having to reimagine the festival and as everybody, uh, you know, create a hybrid program, which, you know, of course has its challenges. And last year was the first time we did it. So we were all newbies and, you know, struggling and, you know, how to keep up and how to, to be as good as we normally are, of a, you know, a high professional standard. So, um, you know, it's the same this year, um, having to create this hybrid festival without an audience. Uh, this is, of course, uh, an issue for us. So um, it brings its challenges, but at the same time, we understand we have a role to fulfill, to, to help Bali in whatever way we can. Uh, and so if it means it's an online festival and sending the word out across the world, that's a good thing. And then, of course, we will also hold events on the ground, but this, of course, is, is just for our domestic audience. But nevertheless, uh, I do hope these will be a very exciting part of the program and that will once again also uh, provide some sort of boost for the local economy. Yeah, see, the influx of foreign visitors that brings the biggest economic uh, boom. And the moment we're really not sure when Bali is going to reopen, are we? Uh, it seems to be going on and on, this, um, this difficulty. Hopefully, we'll reopen to fully vaccinated people. That, that could certainly work. Um, 
has it, have you fulfilled the objectives of the, let the first time around, let's say we're on really on phase two now, um, the first objectives having been really achieved, what, do you, what would you think? In terms of the overall festival, you mean, from start to now? Yes. Um, I guess we've achieved um, objectives in putting Ubud on the global map and also on the global literary scene. Yes, we've done that. Um, we've changed the emphasis of Bali, which was another part of our aim to, you know, after the bombings, to take it away from, you know, the beer scene and the bars and the beaches, et cetera, to, to bring it back to its rich cultural identity. I think we've done that. Um, we've brought together writers, you know, who've been networking and meeting Indonesian writers and publishers and other festival directors, because over the years we've had so many festival directors come to Ubud scouting for local talent or interesting talent. Uh, we've done that. Um, we've brought people into Ubud, uh, Indonesians as well as other creatives who have moved to Ubud solely because of the festival. Um, that's, yeah, achieved that one. Um, what else? The one thing, though, that I still want to develop more are the writers' retreats and the residency programs and the workshops that benefit young Indonesian writers, and that's Actually, what we're focusing on more right now is how to further their skills and create the same sort of opportunities that uh, writers from the West uh, receive. So that's a bit of a priority for us now in this COVID era. How can we actually make our festival, um, you know, create more opportunities for young writers and, and established writers as well? There is a strong worldwide rejection of reading of course Janet which and on to the the worldwide acceptance that everything uh -huh. you need to know is on your phone which yes. is uh, something else that we're all fighting against um, uh, has has that going digital helped to increase appreciation while while you're doing these hybrids or is that is that a temporary measure or is that going to be something which you're going to continue to do now that you've discovered how to do the hybrids? I think um, hybrid is here to stay. Uh, it's It's been incredibly interesting. And the fact that last year for the festival, uh, we actually uh, covered our running costs through our hybrid event, which we were so nervous. We thought we were going to spend all our last pennies on this event um, and lose everything. Well, well, we didn't. And I've really enjoyed um, looking at, you know, Instagram and IG Live, things like that. You know, my daughter Lapsmi has been running um, a book club on IG Live and the engagement is really good. And I know that there's new people that have found out about us through that, mainly Indonesians. And that, I guess that's just been an overall focus for us during COVID, you know, how to connect with more, more young Indonesians. And, you know, if you want to do that, social media, is the key actually. So we've been experimenting with that and uh, learning about all of that. It's fun. Um, it's a whole new world, but uh, we need to be a part of that. And of course, you know, with Indonesia, I think more than 50% of the population is under 30. So these are the people we're going to be reaching out to because that's our future audience. And um, 
why not? Because uh, that's what I love about Indonesia. It's this really di- dynamic, vibrant culture, all these young voices, young people doing lots of amazing things. So we want to be a part of that, that journey. Uh, a lot of them are very instant. It, you know, that wonderful word, Instagram, is all about instant gratification rather than reading a 700-page book. So we have to be obviously fight a little bit against the 30-second uh, the soundbite. Um, but uh, you, we, I, I appreciate very much that you are including them in your, your, um, your portfolio, your, your desires for the future. Um, there is, of course, a slight uh, conflict as well because the festival is mostly in English for the international audience rather than being uh, in Bahasa Indonesia, which is where the literary aspirations of the Indonesians will lie. Um, are you increasing the Indonesian content to, to satisfy this new audience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and even on Instagram, we have a lot of other um, talk sessions, you know, connecting writers with other writers, and uh, these are in Indonesian as well. So we have a very strong Indonesian program this year covering uh, really diverse subjects. So, um, yeah, for sure, our Indonesian program is getting much stronger. And the Young Writers Program you started a few years ago um, is really part of this, including the retreats and residencies and trying to mentor people. Yeah, I'm very excited about that this year um, with the Emerging Writers Program. You know, we select, we we put it out there for young writers to submit their work and we select, um, I think this year is like 15. uh, And then those 15, we actually translate their work and publish it. Um, but the, the second intake of at least 50 writers, they'll all be enjoying uh, different workshops, writing workshops with translators, um, you know, again, with uh, a number of different uh, themes. And so we're just trying to move forward with offering these sorts of opportunities. And we're doing this all online anyway. So, again, this has been really helpful for us. So there'll be all sorts of Zoom sessions and We're also offering a a mentorship program for established writers to help mentor younger writers. And this will take, um, this will be about, I think, six, a six week program. Uh, So, yeah, we've been very lucky that we've had support from, you know, the Australian government and also the US Embassy um, through the Iowa Writers Program. Um, I think people are just eager to help as much as they can in whatever way they can. So we've been really, really lucky. And of course, you have been a great supporter of us all the time we love our dedicated sponsors so you know otherwise we we wouldn't not survive i think people don't realize that we don't survive otherwise yeah Uh, janet for this year's program give us the dates and give us some exciting names that we're going to see and hear there so that we we actually get this people excited now well um the dates are 8 until 17th of october and uh, some of the bigger names uh, are Amitav Ghosh, one of my faves. Uh, we have Julia Baird from Australia, who's um, fantastic. Her book is gobsmacking. Uh, we have Viet Tan Nguyen, Vietnamese-American author, really impressive guy. Let me think. Um, we have Ada Limon, who's a, a fantastic poet from the States. I'm trying to think of the other names we have. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good start. We, well, um, we have so many interesting writers, though. We've got the the bigger names who are fantastic, but then we have um, all the little threads, you know. And 
I think that's what one of the audience members one year said to me. She said, what I really love about your festival is I come here knowing that maybe three quarters of the program or the writers list, she'll have no idea who they are. And then she'll leave with this whole kind of whole new world of authors that are fascinating that she didn't know about. So yeah, this year we've really delved into the theme self-reflection and uh, looked at it, you know, in terms of uh, our own selves, our environment. You know, we've gone into the forests. We're talking about forest bathing. We're, we're talking about um, deserted um, building sites in, you know, um, arid environments. Um, yeah, talking about ghosts, um, <laughs> you know, just talking about all sorts of um, incredible things that, somehow this year uh, with COVID makes it extremely relevant. So I'm very excited about our really diverse program. Self-reflection is certainly something we've all been doing during our, these moments, uh, looking at uh, what, who we are, where we are, why we are. Um, so that's very good. 18th to 17th of October. Now, if somebody actually wants to come to Ubud and is able to come, uh, will you be able to welcome to welcome them to the the on the on-site events? Yes, absolutely. So we will hold uh, on-site events over both weekends, and we'll be uh, holding films in the valley down below. Like we'll have a big screen in the valley, so um, COVID protocol observed. Uh, we'll be having some smaller sessions. You know, we'll be looking at um, yeah local writers and uh, local architects like Popodanus, people like that, Nilu Jalantic, you know, people on the island that are um, absolute heroes and change makers. So, um, yeah, we hope to have a really interesting program for those of us who are in Bali. And will Taman Bacha be open as, yes. as it was? So you will still yes. have that centre of that people can go to and, and wander yes. around and, and become part of the scene, which is really a, a great place to be and to, to meet people. Yeah. Um, and we'll almost. overlap that, by the way, with the Ubud Artisan Market. So that will be uh, planned to be running at the same time. So there'll be that sense of um, street food and uh, interesting crafts and things like that. So, yeah, we can still keep doing that sort of thing right now. I mean, markets are still open. And so that will That's be it. Yes. Um, to, to close this uh, wonderful conversation, um, just tell us, one of your favorite moments from the last, how many years has it been since it started? 17, 18 years? <laughs> oh, it's hard to think. There's so many um, favorite moments. Uh, I suppose one that will always stick in my head though um, is that the second festival in 2005 was um, held, I think a week after the second Bali bombings and so that's a year I will never forget because um, it was like six days before the festival. So there was this absolute panic, like what's going to happen now? And luckily, most of the writers did attend. And I was worried that the big names would drop out. But by chance, um, Amitav Ghosh was already staying at our place. And Michael Undachi was about to land the next day or something. So um, luckily, we went ahead and you know, the absolute camaraderie and just the, the, the beautiful feeling that went through all the writers in the community, just this sense of support and togetherness, a bit like now, I guess, 
um, it's a festival I'll never forget because of just the immense emotions and um, the sadness, but then the happiness. Um, yeah, that's one that will, for me, go down in history. Yeah, we, are, we all thank you for being part of the, uh, the a very visible part of the rescue of Bali after the Bali bombings and, and continue to champion the right way of looking at Bali and um, we hope that that will start to re recover soon because there are so many people depending on tourism um, for the income and we know that there are a lot of people who are suffering right now and so we hope that this will um, help uh, to, to all of the people listening now book now if you're a Jakarta resident book now get over there uh, enjoy every minute of it Ubud is a great place to go to anyway and if you've got something wonderful like this to go to, something meaningful like this to go to, you've got uh, Janet Deneef to thank and her team who have done a great job over the years. On behalf of Now Jakarta, Now Bali, um, and all of my team, we'd like to thank you for including us in your uh, marvelous festival. And we hope that we'll see you on the um, 8th of October, whether yes. or not there's going to be an opening ceremony in the palace that will be I'm sure that one. <laughs> we'll but it doesn't yeah. matter. We will be yes, with you in spirit. Thank you, yeah. Janet, okay. on behalf yeah. of everyone listening. Yes, Good luck and take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Now Indonesia with me, Alistair Spears. I'll be back with you soon to bring you more interesting people and more interesting subjects on life in Indonesia. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast or even share with a friend if you've enjoyed our discussion today. Thank you and bye for now.